0: Welcome back to another episode of Faith of the Fathers podcast, where history matters, scripture matters, <laughs> and history is the Lord. Sorry, it's late tonight. It's 1107, and we are finding the only opportunity with quiet time to record an episode for you guys. Today, I am joined here with my beautiful wife, Hannah, and we're going to be talking about a woman's role. Uh, so to kind of just give you some background to this episode last week we posted uh our episode on uh can women be pastors and hopefully that went over well uh but today we kind of want to show what a woman's role is and then our last question for today is what is the role of a woman in in the church and how can she operate in the church in doing what god has called her to do So with that being said, we want to start out with the topic of gender confusion. Uh, So more recently in the media entertainment world, Matt Walsh released his documentary of what is a woman uh, and it's pretty interesting, had some good points in there, Uh, but we want to build on that and we want we want to be able to provide for you. What is a spiritual woman? What is a woman that is fulfilling her role? god created her to fulfill so with that being said take it away hannah what do you think is this this cause of gender confusion in our society
1: definitely satan oh yeah 100 um unfortunately it's really not i think the problems of all like all problems really stem from the family and the setup of the family, and really these issues are coming forth from a young age. Very and, true, um, yeah. Since we're talking about women, I'll come from a mother's standpoint. It's it's a huge, huge responsibility, and also a great joy to be able to teach my children the um, word of God and to be so, to really get a front row seat in that experience that my children get to have with the Lord and just watching them grow. But if you're not instilling that into your children now, I don't, well, I don't really think there's ever a time where they're too young or, you know, you can't talk about these things. Um, but I think if we don't instill it into our children, the things of the Lord, the, unfortunately the world will instill the things of the wor- the world. And that's kind of what's right. going on.
0: So essentially what you're saying is the cause for this gender mm-hmm. confusion is because home life is not what it has been yeah uh so somewhere in the nineteen between sixties and and eighties uh i remember they're coming out this thing about the no-fault divorce which means you can go uh down to the courthouse and file for divorce uh for whatever reasons your wife burnt the toast uh you don't like her anymore whatever it is uh and so I I think this has you brought up a good point it has played a major part in the degradation of our society and the downfall really of of the western world as we know it is because families have fallen apart now yeah. you have you have people splitting up you have broken marriages you have broken homes broken hearts and now children are turning somewhere mm-hmm. to feel accepted to feel uh feel loved even though it's not a true acceptance or a true love um, they're turning somewhere and sadly they have not turned to the church and they have not turned uh you know to the right sources they have turned to this this sort of uh elite upper level way of thinking that has been shoving confusion down, down their throats and we see the saddest one is gender confusion. So tell us, uh, in your estimation, what you think gender confusion is and you know, what it looks like.
1: Well, I do want to backtrack really quick, actually, because oh, I
0: press reverse,
1: I, again, what I said, I do believe, I think, you know, the family life has, there's fault in it 100%. But um, I don't think that, you know, if you have, you know, a child that has come out of the closet or, you know, whatever the term is and, you know, they're now living openly as a homosexuality I, or in homosexuality, I do not think that that is always a representative of the parent.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, never.
1: I think of course as we know you know people at the end of the day they're gonna make their own choices sin nobody is exempt from sin nobody's exempt from you know the temptations of Satan and I think if you're lost unfortunately that's just how it goes you know yeah. so I do want to say that yeah thank I'm you not for making you're that a bad clear. parent if you're if your child is a homosexual yeah I'm glad um, you made that clear for sure but I do think the role the gender confusion thing is a big thing um you know women aren't feminine anymore and men aren't really masculine either and it's, it's totally switched and um, just like we were talking earlier that you know you, in the movies you have the princess who's waiting for her her prince her knight in shining armor to come and grab his sword and fight the bad guys and
0: it's me That's
1: and me. do it all <laughs> And that's just not what's happening these days. It's like the woman is doing it all. And she has her little leash and her poor husband or whoever it is, is just falling sadly behind her and doesn't know how to lead. And it's just it's very switched. Yeah, that's not what God intended.
0: Well, sadly, I think uh, to take the load off off the woman's back, I think it was the man who dropped the ball first. Mm -hmm. I Because he he gave up his position of leadership and of righteous authority. I'm not talking about these these wackadoos who treat their woman like a slave and this and that. I'm talking about godly men have stopped leading and they've just sat back on the recliner, on the proverbial recliner, opened their bag of chips, and they have just watched the world waste away. And the woman, who can blame her? She has... She has taken up a role that is not her own because her husband is too lazy or he just doesn't care or he's too infatuated with other things that he is just giving it over to her, giving her more responsibilities. And she's not meant to do both. Right? She can't do both. It's physically impossible to do both. Well, now there are a lot of single mothers out there for whatever reason they're single, whether it was deceased husband uh husband. And whatever the circumstance, our heart goes out to you, but you weren't made to do both. Right. And while you may do the best job you could possibly do, and, and we might look at you and, and give you praise for that because you've done such a great job, you weren't made to do both. So maybe before we get into our biblical uh, passages, give us uh, a look at what you know you think the role of a woman is.
1: I think the role of a woman is actually very rewarding. You're not going to hear that most days from the world, actually any days, I don't think <laughs> because... <it's>,
0: yeah, never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's not easy. It's not um, a platform where you are just like on top of the world. You're getting, um, you know, all this recognition all the time. Because sometimes a lot of our work goes unnoticed. Um, by others definitely never to God which that's what keeps me going every single day I love my children I love my husband but there are so many times a day I have to remind myself I am doing this to serve God this is my way in my season of life right now I'm doing this to worship God and this is my way of serving. And because it's hard to wash another dish or fold <laughs> another pair of laundry or, you know, change another diaper, deal with another meltdown, put another baby to sleep. Yeah.
0: You and know, just an FYI, just an FYI, when I cook, I use every, every dish possible. in the kitchen. That's true. And it gets on her nerves. It does. But the food does. is delicious. So. Yeah, he
1: really is the best cook. But um, <laughs> being a woman is not just you know, constant, like serving. That's not, you know, God does not call us to just be the slave. That's, that's not biblical at all either. But being the woman is, um, it really is an honor because God has given us this amazing opportunity. Like I said earlier, to have a front row seat in our children's life, to be an encouragement to our husband, to, um, watch our husband do well. And, um, you know, to be that person that he can come home to and be happy to come home to, Hmm. to, you know, build our children up, to encourage them in the Lord, to teach them the things of the Lord, to have a good relationship with your children so that when they're older, they don't have to heal from you raising them. They can come back and know that mama's still there and daddy still wants to see you. And we're, you know, our, our doors are open for you always. And of course, like, right now our children are almost one and almost three so of course we haven't dealt with you know i guess the teenage years or any of those hard times but i do hope and pray that we'll stay true to um, what we're talking about right
0: now yeah absolutely uh and just a side note if you look at the statistics now don't quote me on these but if you look at the statistics for whole family uh salvation or in other words uh each member of the family gets saved because of one person getting saved. If a child gets saved first in the family, uh, it was a very low percentage. It was like less than 10% of the time the whole family will get saved. If the um, mother gets saved, it jumps up significantly to around uh, 40 to 50%. But then if the father gets saved first... there is 70 to 80% chance that the whole family will come to Christ just because of the impactful roles that parents play. Right. You know, if if parents are serving the Lord, the children are more likely to follow. If a husband's serving the Lord, his wife's more likely to follow and his children. So there is a weighty role placed on parents. And that role is shared between man and woman it's not just the wife's role to raise the kids and it's not just the husband's role to raise the kids it is both of our roles but we do think that one has more a more needful role uh, to be filled and that is the woman's because if if you just take a step back and look at it who is the majority of of elementary school teachers Women. <laughs> Who's the majority of nursery workers?
1: Women.
0: Who's the majority of stay-at-home parents?
1: <laughs> Women.
0: Exactly, because children naturally gravitate towards a woman to, for the nurture and the care and things like that. So what as, as a mother and as a wife, how do you uh, see that come into play? I really just needed a break from talking because this is like <laughs> take three <I>
1: know. <coughs> I of the podcast. A few times. Um, like I said earlier, being the encouragement for both your husband and your children, um, you know, serving them with a good heart, with a good spirit. I can't say that I've always served with a good spirit because that would be lying because I don't always want to serve. <laughs> I am human. But, um, But there are just some days that you sit back and you look at this family that God has given you, and it really is so rewarding. And you just think, wow, God, you've given me such a great role, and I can't believe you've trusted me enough to give this to me, to give these children to me, to give my husband to me. I'm just so blessed to be a part of, you know, the bigger picture of what God has created for the family. Hmm. And, oh yeah, go.
0: You just made me think we have gotten away from the idea that children are gifts
1: right yes
0: husbands are gifts wives are gifts if we saw them as gifts from god we would treat them better better. yeah we would serve each other more and life in general would be better because we see each other as gifts and not as things not as stepping stones or you know obligations and that, I heard uh, uh, Vody Bachum preach a message <clears throat> on just on the way we value children. Our society sees them as an obligation or as baggage, mm-hmm. another mouth to feed, more bills to pay, but really they are a heritage from the Lord. That's what the Bible tells us. Right. And they are arrows in the hands of parents we train them up in the way they should go. And and we launch those arrows out. And as a archer myself, I can tell you that nine times out of 10 when I'm pulling back an arrow to shoot it at a target and I let it go nine times out of 10, that arrow is going where I was aiming. And so it it gives that vivid picture in scripture that you raise your child, right? And you give them, you know, that, that correct upbringing, it's going to come out right, Right. but you need both man and woman to do that. Uh, and without that, <clears throat> you are coming into the fight with a bum leg. You are not going to be well equipped because like we said, it takes a man and a woman to raise a child. Right. So given that, how do you think men have lacked uh, as far as their responsibility in upbringing children that has placed more responsibility on women
1: especially um older men that i know of like i'll hear so many people actually have come to me and they're like wow your husband helps you so much i can't believe i actually saw him he took your son or your daughter and he changed her diaper i would i would have killed for my husband to do that and i'm like what you mean to tell me your husband never changed one of your children's diapers ever or your husband never stayed home and watched his children alone ever like that literally blows my mind because that's saying that that is fully on a woman that she does not get a break she's just expected to be mom 24 7 and to be functioning at her best you know even though she's worn out and tired and, you know, doing it all 24 seven. I definitely think that the man has slacked in that, in that position. And, um, it's, it's honestly saying this from the heart, it's kind of rude to expect that from your wife, you know, that's, that's really, and I don't think it's always necessarily on purpose. Um, you know it is easier like for instance you know at a restaurant or wherever you are not all men's bathrooms have changing tables and like that's understandable so obviously you know i can take my child to the bathroom and change them but i'm talking about the man who really did never change his child's diaper or um you know just put all the response and it's just not it's not just the diaper it's just the responsibility of it all on his wife it's a lot Rock,
0: rocking them to sleep or yeah and making that is something he does
1: every single night with um our daughter addison he
0: it's the best
1: her. listen it's the Men, best you don't for know me. what you're
0: you don't know what you're missing
1: yeah, seriously, do it for your wife. It's the best. It is the best. I'm like, listen, it is 8 o'clock. It's knocking on 830. Time to take her to bed. He rocks her to sleep. And it's just, it's just the perfect arrangement, really. <laughs>
0: and, and you, as as a man, you grow closer to your children when you are um, close with them, when you nurture them, you know, and men only have so much nurture in their body. Most of my closeness time is body slamming our son on the bed and wrestling and giving my daughter a nuggie. She deserves it. (laughs)
1: But But, really, it is it's precious to watch your husband, you know, take care of your children and see that relationship forming. Um, That that is that's really, really such a good quality for a godly husband.
0: Right. And so a godly husband helps a godly wife to keep going. And doing what she's doing and not burn out and walk away or, you know, fail at her duties. So I guess we could say number one on on a woman's list is to be a good wife. Mm-hmm. And then also to be a good mother, which is ironically the same on a man's list. Okay. So there's not really a whole lot of difference so far between a man and woman's role. Uh, but there are some differences. So that being said, 1 Corinthians 11, I think you're there. And then you're going to read verses 1 through 9.
1: Be followers of me, even as I am also of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth, with her head uncovereth, uncovered, sorry, dishonoreth her head. For that is even all of one, as she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, much as he is the image and the glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not the woman... For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man.
0: Right. And so first part of that uh, chapter, man, it really is killing me doing three of these. Uh, First part of the chapter, it's talking about uh, the head of the home. And it's not the man, it's not the woman, not the children, it's Christ. And if Christ is not the head of your home, you've got the order out of whack Mm -hmm. and you're going to end up with men who are tyrants, women who are, uh, you know, unruly and, and stubborn and, you know, full of hate towards their, their family, which is sad. It is, yeah. And that's probably one of the main causes for what we see today. But first of all, having the right head of your home, it's not the man or the woman, it's Christ. But then directly under him, uh, God is a God of hierarchy. So right under Christ, he places the man for his home, which is very hard to fulfill that role because it is a spiritual role. It is not, you know, making your wife a servant. This is a um, placing of authority to be a spiritual leader. And this is really why... Why men are created in a higher role to say than woman is to be a spiritual leader. And if you're not being a spiritual leader, then, you know, you have no right to claim head of your house. Mm, yeah. So then you have the woman like straight under where the man's role is just because he's the spiritual leader. Other than that, we're on the same playing field. Right. Right. <clears throat> You lean on me for hard decisions we have to make, but the woman is more than welcome to have her own business, to do her own uh, biddings and and make money for the house and and help to support as long as her role of of child rearing is taken care of. Mm -hmm. How do you see uh, that hierarchy playing out?
1: Honestly, from a woman's point of view, from my point of view, at least, I love and am so thankful that God has put this into place. I don't want to leave my family spiritually, um, financially, however however it plays out. I don't want to be the leader. I'm thankful that I can lean on my husband and depend on him. That's not a popular thing these days. You know, women don't want to lean on anybody you know, the saying that, um, I don't need no man, I'm independent, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's just not me. Honestly, I am proud to be dependent on my husband and, um, I love to be, I love to be under him cause he, he's so kind and he's loving towards me and he treats me like I'm the only person in the world. And if that's the case, if he loves me, like Christ loves me, love the church, it's It's a better situation it's easier to submit to him. it's easier to you know have this um like this this role that god has set out does it always go perfectly and we both are on the same um um what is it page yeah same page (laughs) no (laughs) not always because we both are human and we are you know we have we're in the flesh still so it's not perfect but i do love to depend on my husband
0: all right, time is ticking. Go ahead and turn to Proverbs uh, thirty-one. And then it was verse ten. Uh, actually, don't don't even read the full passage. Uh, we'll just give an overview. So, in verse ten, it, it's uh, it starts talking about a virtuous woman. <clears throat> and then, what are some things when you read that passage that stuck out to you?
1: Um let me look at it again. <laughs> so something that stuck out to me is when I think of a like a real woman that I aspire to be is definitely this. Um she open up, she openeth her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. Mm. I just think of this woman that has a gentle spirit and has so much wisdom and knows when it's time to speak up and knows when it's time just to let it go and let God deal with it and has a kind spirit about her. And also something else that stuck out to me, it says her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. And then if you go down to verse 28, it also says her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. So this woman, this virtuous woman is not just um some unnoticed person that goes around slaving and um and just not not being noticed her husband is known because of her and her children and her husband praise her
0: and in her husband some back back backstory to why you said that part is her husband is known at the gate because of the clothes that his wife has made her or made him him. him. sorry (laughs) so because of her thoughtfulness and her caring spirit, she has made him these beautiful garments. And he's going down to the gate for whatever reason, whether it's to trade or do business. And people look at him and they say, wow, I want to do business with that guy. And it's the root of of his success is because he has good this, this good wife and good woman standing behind him. And that's why uh, it says there in verse 10, her price is far above rubies mm-hmm. because when you have a good woman standing behind a, a good man, you the outcome is just so great and so prosperous.
1: And God uses that. Oh, I think, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, it just brings so much joy to see a godly husband and a godly wife actually coming together and um, doing his will. And yeah. also, you know, that saying that, behind every good man is you know a good wife a good woman and i think that is so true it even says it right here in the bible
0: (laughs) yeah first corinthians said that the woman was created for the man it wasn't vice versa god saw that adam was alone and needed a woman so he made made someone who was a helpmeet, someone who was able to come alongside adam and carry him when he was down. Someone to talk to. Someone to share burdens and feelings. And that is so needful. Uh, if a man doesn't have that, then he is alone. He is uh, in despair. because. Uh, and book of Proverbs says, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. If, if you're missing out on having a godly wife, you're missing out on a really good thing. And so, last part of that verse, it was... Um, Where was it? Uh, The verse 30, it says, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. And that was one of my favorite verses from this chapter. Because I look at you, and you're so beautiful. And uh, you're so thoughtful. Um, But all that can change. You know, all looks can change. I'll still find you beautiful, okay? But but really, looks can change. You hear stories all the time of, you know, women who get in accidents or men who get in accidents, their looks and their appearance has changed forever. But then, you know, their their spouse stays with them. And uh, it, it can all change in, in the matter of, you know, minutes. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. And that is what endures, mm-hmm. you know, because that means she is full of faith. If she fears the Lord, that means that she is full of righteousness. If she fears the Lord, that means she is uh, a, okay. go- a godly wo- woman who is full of wisdom, like you said, and she will be praised for that. If, if you're a woman and you're you're wanting to go about getting praise from power or, you know, authority or whatever it is that is, you know, a, a man's role stop because if you go through this avenue you will get your praise and the bible says that you will be praised
1: right
0: you you can have it um so we are running out of time so we'll quickly end this episode uh thank you for tuning in to faith of the father's podcast uh again i was here with my wonderful wife hannah go like her instagram what is your (laughs) what is your uh your business Instagram for your craft stuff It's
1: called carried by grace
0: carried by grace it's a beautiful name (laughs) go check it out I'm giving her a shout out here for all two listeners anyway we hope you were blessed by this episode we'll see you next time